0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for
1: listening to my hour, my hour and a half of music. This has
0: been Mr. Jugg's Music Bug. Coming up, Gray Matters. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Well, uh, good evening. It's uh, about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley.
0: And I'm Jim Dwyer.
1: And, uh... Kind of an interesting week, interesting day, uh, yeah, major killings and woundings going on in Gaza uh, while the United States is sort of celebrating a sort of an loss or something it's kind of bizarre uh, to see uh, Jared Kushner and uh, Ivanka Travanka. <laughs> Javanka, whatever, doing their uh, spiel for the uh, moving of the embassy, which, of course... uh,
0: His charismatic public demeanor. Mm -hmm. This represents the idea that Donald Trump will do what he promised to do.
1: Right. Keeps his promises.
0: (laughs) It's like sub-high school debate.
1: Well, we're doing a mic mic switcheroo. I think we had a— Try microphone three here and see uh, if we— Dud Mike. I can see maybe that wires uh, the problem. But anyway, uh, you know, the announced uh, summit. Are we good here? I I don't even understand why they even call it a summit. This is a uh, meeting of the cult of personality disorder uh, movement. Um, we'll get to that eventually. But it's been a total week of mismanagement by Donald Trump in my book.
0: Well, the the maneuver of, since we began the program, that may as well just deal with this right up front, uh, the maneuvering of the embassy to Jerusalem is, is not to anybody's advantage. No. It's certainly not to Israel's advantage. There's going to be new stoking of resentments that can only be best addressed with through peaceful negotiations. And to say that this uh embassy move throws dirt in the eyes of the peace process, while it might be true figuratively, uh literally and realistically there is no peace process.
1: Well, and the thing is the Knesset has been in Jerusalem, but for Trump to claim that Jerusalem has been the capital of Israel for 3000 years, I don't know where he's getting that. I guess that's directly from Moses. Um but uh well, I mean, it's th- it's that sort of hyperbole in your face,
0: uh, disregarding the. By law, it, technically, Jerusalem is an international is. city yeah. uh, according to international law, United Nace, uh, Nations Secur- Security Council resolutions. There's a couple of them, uh, specifically designating that this is it's a cultural treasure city, therefore it can be owned or possessed by no one. Group. And that was the original creation of Israel uh, by
1: the U.N. back in 47, 48. Um, that's clear. East Jerusalem, obviously, used to be uh, ruled by Jordan. So that's part of the problem. And I think that diplomats around the world have, have recognized this problem inherently and have simply uh, um, given lip service to the notion that we're going to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to... Uh, to Jerusalem, that's why Tel Aviv is where all the embassies are for for most um, all well, intents and but purposes. But it proves yet
0: again, too, that Donald Trump is still campaigning to be president of the United States. This, this is a campaign issue. Uh, every president has campaigned with the idea that, you know, that might be something that they could possibly try to do. But when you are apprised of the overlapping and very intricate historical complexities regarding the region and what such a maneuver would symbolize or gesticulate, then you realize, oh, well, that's one we can't do. Right. And then leave it to Trump. And then leave it there. (laughs)
1: Leave
0: it to Trump,
1: by the way, to have two right-wing Christian evangelical ministers, pastors, whatever you want to call it, in the delegation. One of them apparently famous for uh, uttering anti-Semitic statements. This is an example of how poorly Donald Trump actually manages things. And another great glaring example of Trump's incompetence was just last week, you know, announcing the the withdrawal from the Iran uh, nuclear um, process. Uh, which we can get to in a second. He does this early, you know, about five days early. Obviously, he wants to have a, a special day to fulminate about the, the worst deal in the history of human civilization, I think he called it. And what did that do? Well, it seems to have had a big influence in the Iraqi prime minister uh, elections, the parliamentary elections. Mm. How interesting that Prime Minister Mahdi... Or, excuse me, a body finished third. And the leading party in these elections, they're still counting votes, uh, is linked to Muqtada al Sadr, uh, the fiery Shiite cl- cleric who created the Shiite uprising during the uh, blunderous occupation of the American military in Iraq. Under George W. Under George W. So of course this is going to complicate the Middle East even further, which is already a complicated place. And uh, for forty nine, fifty two dead today, a thousand wounded. These are the early reports coming on the heels of a uh, forty nine dead and a thousand wounded over the last several weeks related to these protests. Yeah. This is a total disaster uh for Benjamin Netanyahu. And of course he was But they one euro
0: Eurovision. That's a glimmering Yeah, time. he
1: he was he was put out on stage. I thought it was interesting that Mike Trompeo oh yeah, Pompeo is actually his name. Trump Trompeo visited Israel and the very next day BB had his PowerPoint presentation yes. with ancient information. Uh, I don't know if it came from the Dead Sea scrolls but maybe it's just about that old it's quite old and of course the the notion that uh Iran was building a nuclear weapon is distinctly a possibility but
0: well the the most important element of this agreement was that it afforded uh, access uh, by investigators to look at facilities. International. Yeah, International Atomic uh, Energy uh, Agency. That access is under jeopardy
1: now. Under jeopardy, but of course what's interesting is that at the moment, uh, Iran is actually attempting to play it cool. They're actually meeting with uh, various leaders Uh, that are part of this so-called P5 uh, uh, unit, which is basically the permanent members of the National Security Council plus Germany, they're the ones that hammered out this deal uh, several years ago. And uh, the justification for America's withdrawal has not been made valid whatsoever. There's widespread agreement that Iran has been uh, in compliance with this. And that these regional issues that that Trump is now bringing up, of course, obscure a number of other problems and realities. Israel has a nuclear weapon, for instance. Right. Their program's decades old. Um, Of course, they deny it or they won't confirm it. Uh, You know, the old CIA line will neither confirm nor deny.
0: Mordecai Venunu uh, did Number of years in solitary confinement for his disclosure of documentary evidence to the West. Yeah, and that was the nuclear program. It's real.
1: Damona facility. Uh, It's well known that Israel worked with the apartheid government of South Africa. By the way, to make nuclear bombs, you need fissile material, and it has to be highly enriched uranium. There's this kind of vague terminology that's thrown around in the media about enriched uranium. Enriched uranium doesn't do it. <laughs> you can't make a nuclear weapon until you have highly enriched uranium. And this is why the centrifuges uh, are uh, key to the whole thing. It was ironic that I found, just happened to be looking in kind of an old bag of uh, of uh, stuff, I found the original uh, uh, agreement uh, that was basically the the working agreement where Iran agreed to a detailed nuclear outline. April 2015. April 3rd of 2015. They sort of cemented the deal uh, several months later. This was basically the broad outline. But how ironic to read a letter to the editor from the very next day. I wanted to read this just for the the humorousness of it, the irony of it. President Obama, and this is a a letter from a guy called A.E. Harrison of Amherst, Massachusetts. President Obama believes that the recently concluded outline with Iran will cement his legacy. He will soon learn that the American public will conclude that he is a bright man who means well but is hopelessly naive. You may be certain that what the Iranians say that they have agreed to in Lausanne which is where the agreement was uh, made, uh, with regard to intrusive inspections to prevent cheating, future centrifuges, enrichment, and so on, is far different from what the United States says was agreed upon. As usual, the devil is in the ambiguous details to be determined, and there is no way that the Ayatollah and his henchmen are going to advise the Iranian public that they have made substantial and thus, in their eyes, humiliating concessions to the American Satan. I applaud John Kerry, Secretary of State, and his Herculean effort, Uh, but we have uh, no more confidence in this, quote, deal, unquote, than we could have had if he had negotiated with Kim (laughs) Jong-un. How utterly ironic. (laughs) So I really appreciated the humor of the letter. Uh, The letter writer, of course, makes some uh, interesting points. There's some sort of uh, backhanded praise there. And of course, the real reason that Trump has withdrawn from the Iranian deal, uh, leaving aside Bibi's spectacular PowerPoint presentation, uh, is that... He's just trying to simply find things that Obama did that he can undo. He goes way out of his way to do this. He has no regard of the consequences. No regard, for instance, of the fact that Iraq was having parliamentary elections over the weekend. That that might influence Mm -hmm. voters in Iraq on how they were going to vote in that election, which it certainly did. And thus... Um, while the United States is criticizing Iran uh, for all sorts of mischief in the Middle East, we know that it's not just Iran, that it's Saudi Arabia, that it's the United States, that it's Israel. And that Israel, for instance, has been uh, bombing uh, Lebanon and Syria, in fact, quite a bit over the last several weeks. Um with no repercussions whatsoever. So I, I mean the Middle East and Syria in particular is a completely uh unstable situation.
0: It's politically convenient for Netanyahu to play, you know, brinkmanship with Iran because he's got major personal Corruption scandals that affect not only himself, but his wife uh, to distract people from in Israel. But I thought one of the more bizarre stories last week was the uh, Israeli intelligence firm that is comprised of retired IDF workers. The name of the firm is slipping my mind at the moment who were hired to dig up dirt on Obama State Department workers who had helped craft the Iran treaty turns out it was the same firm that was hired by Harvey Weinstein to discredit Rose McGowan so you know they have high ethical standards for the nature of intelligence work that they gather deliver and uh, receive payment for Um, Donald Trump of course knows nothing of any of this I wonder if Michael Cohen's got a receipt for something like that at some point we'll probably find out eventually
1: well either that or a credit on his AT&T phone bill Uh, Yes, the swamp was drained by Donald Trump. How effective that was is anybody's guess. Of course, at the same time as the Iranian deal was being concluded or the modus vivendi was being made in April of uh, 2015, here's another interesting headline that, uh, gee, uh, the more things change, the more they remain the same. Saudi leaders have high hopes for airstrikes. But Houthi's attacks continue, and they have a rather lengthy, uh, interesting article about the war in Yemen, which is another war going on in the Middle East. United States taxpayer money, of course, is being funneled into Saudi Arabia uh, through armaments. Uh, We had a report in the Wall Street Journal about a week ago that the objective of the Saudis is to get oil prices up to $80 a barrel. This allows them more revenue to buy more weaponry for their uh, destabilization of the Middle East. And there can be no doubt that uh, the the so-called proxy wars in the Middle East are going to continue unabated. But it's interesting in this uh, uh, article by David Kirkpatrick, Kareem Fahim, and a couple of uh, reporters on the ground about the situation that's actually going on in Yemen, because we hear a lot about Tehran uh, supporting the Houthi uh, rebels. And I'll just read this paragraph. The Saudi reasoning behind the air campaign rests on what most analysts outside the kingdom say are flawed assumptions about the nature of the Houthi movement. An indigenous group based in North Yemen, the Houthis practice a variety of Shiite Islam, And have received financial uh, support from Shiite-led Iran. But many Yemenis and Western diplomats say the Houthis are independent of Tehran. They have fought six conflicts since the Yemeni uh, government, since 2004. And scholars say that they began receiving Iranian support only in the past few years, since about 2010. So the Houthis, you know, and I'm not an expert on their, uh, uh, shall we say, tangential form of Shiite Islam, but they're not as connected or directed by Tehran as you would be led to believe if you listen to uh, American State Department people. Are there... Any people actually working in the State Department? Well, that's the way they
0: used to talk about Ho Chi Minh as being a tool of the Chinese. Ho Chi Minh was a liberation movement for his own country. Sure. Uh, It was United States policies that forced him into the camp of the Chinese. And of course, the Yemeni Civil War is exceedingly
1: complicated, but it suggests once again that this entire region uh, is. Probably things are going to get worse before they get better, particularly given this recent thumb-in-your-eyeball maneuver by the Trump administration regarding the embassy
0: in Jerusalem. Yeah, aren't there already more guns per capita in Yemen than even Texas?
1: Yes, and of course, Yemen was where Donald Trump attempted his first uh, uh, Marine commando uh, attack. Um, This was about... a two weeks into his presidency, back in 2017. And uh, it was not a complete success, to say the least. Um, So the actual ongoing wars in the Middle East are real. On the other hand, we have the Korean situation, um, which has almost become surreal. Uh, Kim Jong-un... Uh, controls a mighty stretch of territory that is sort of surrounded by South Korea, China, Russia, and Japan. Yet we are told they are a threat and that there's this big state of war. Well, not really. There's a kind of a propaganda war that's been going on, and there are certainly strange incidents at the DMZ. But there's not a war going on in Korea. There's been a ceasefire for quite some time. So when Donald Trump keeps talking about peace on the Korean Peninsula, there is peace. Yeah, the Olympics were just there. It was quite nice. We don't know what, (laughs) you know, South Korea is probably safer than Chicago, Illinois. Um, North Korea has an enormous conventional deterrent. It's well established that they have serious ordnance and artillery embedded in the mountains, and that any invasion of the North by the South or the Americans would lead to a catastrophic retaliatory uh, response where Seoul, South Korea, where about half of the South Korean population actually lives in Seoul or its suburbs. Mm -hmm. It's almost like 20 million people in the greater Seoul area. Seoul is about... um, 50 miles from the DMZ it's right there. So the all of this hyperbole about North Korea's nuclear capability really is 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 just that. North Korea has certainly fired off some missiles. But guess what? They fired off these missiles after Donald Trump threatened them with fire and fury. And is Kim Jong Un really Kim Jong Un or is he like a captured Japanese sumo wrestler who suddenly is a, is appearing as a double for Kim Jong-un. One wonders. Now, I'm all in favor of uh, Kim Jong-un opening up to the West and removing some aspects of the cult of personality that uh, have uh, has engendered the North Korean regime for many years. But the notion that Donald Trump is going to go to Singapore and create some magnificent peace deal that's going to render him the Nobel Peace Prize is... Kind of ludicrous. There well, is no war on the Korean Peninsula. There are
0: American troops, however, in South Korea. Well, and there have been since the war that ended back before MASH was even a show. Exactly.
1: And, of course, the reason that MASH was such a great show was that uh, uh, it, it showed the, 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 the actual hopelessness of the situation, the fact that there's no question that Kim— uh, Kim's grandfather uh invaded the south. Uh I don't think he took orders from Stalin on the matter. I do think he informed him, and of course Stalin was delighted uh that uh, th- this event happened because the Soviets walked out of the national security ca- or the UN Security Council uh shortly after the invasion, allowing the Americans to call all the shots. Uh Stalin had read Truman like a book sort of the way Xi Jinping is reading Donald Trump. Uh he doesn't realize that he's being taken as they as the saying goes, played like a violin because he's such a great negotiator. I mean, we have NAFTA deals, we have TPP deals that are doing well and we've withdrawn from the the Paris climate accords and the rest of the world said
0: Bye. See you later. Well, as of this morning, Trump was deeply troubled by the loss of jobs in China. Yeah. by a tech giant who've been sanctioned for trading with North Korea trading and with Iran. North Korea
1: and Iran. It's like what? What, what? what? Wait a minute.
0: I did I hear that right? I I gotta like go back and. I mean, it, it hear makes no sense in any context for any reason for that concern to be expressed it's the negotiating strategy it's
1: the bkg unpredictable it's like unpredictable uh no this is zaniness um so what what actually happens at the at the summit in in singapore is anybody's guess um i wouldn't pay much attention to it it's it's a photo op and it's a wonderful opportunity for kim
0: jong un you know i was looking who's been already you know uh Elevated by Trump's own praise. Yeah. Was a, he's a great guy. Great guy. And, of course, he said
1: he's a great guy to about 18 other people that are now sitting under Donald Trump's bus. Yeah. Uh, that's getting bigger and bigger in Washington, D.C. Uh, were there any sightings of Ju- Rudy Giuliani last week? <laughs> or is he uh, under the bus already himself? Who knows? But... Uh, You know, it's just bizarre to watch some of this stuff continue in motion. Of course, what Trump is a master of is changing the news cycle, creating new stories every day to distract from all of the real problems that Trump has regarding Michael Cohen, Stormy Daniels, on and on. Uh, You know, Bill Maher even called the attack on Syria a couple of weeks ago Operation Stormy. Course, a reference. I, I think he might have called it Operation Desert Stormy, but that's an op. A reference to the
0: well, and their infamous
1: in a, invasion of Iraq that was called Operation Desert Storm.
0: Their inability or their disinclination to, uh, you know, properly and in a quick and efficient way deal with a, a story that you don't even need as a story. The oh, what difference does McCain's opinion about torture mean? He's dying anyway. Oh, exactly. Oh, the Trump people are all upset about the fact that it leaked. Well, they're a very leaky administration, so there should be no surprises there about leakage. Uh, But... You, you you can't shut this story down. All you got to do is apologize. It's a pretty simple story to get off the front page. Sure. And yet it, you know, percolated over the weekend. It's, it's become an ongoing. At uh, Today's press conference, it's, you know, it's not going away. And, of course, McCain has,
1: has not actually cast a vote in quite some time. So that's just the way it is. Um, There's also, I mean, just a fascinating technical point that apparently if he doesn't actually resign his his seat by the end of May, um, you know, the circumstances regarding a special election would be very different. I don't think we need to go into that, of course. Trump's spokesman, I don't even remember her name, um, the woman that... Sarah Hugby. Well, I, it, it's some other... Blonde bimbo that I can't remember her. Accent. Oh, who said the thing? Who said it the Saddler thing? Sadler was the name. Yeah, there Saddler. you go. Sadler. Um, probably connected to the golfer. Or Barry Sadler, the Ballad of the Green Beret. And of course, how fascinating that just a couple of uh, 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 days ago, unlikely, um, we, we saw the resurfacing of Dr. Harold Bornstein, uh, the infamous uh, pill doctor for Donald Trump. Oh, with the lovely hair, with who, the hair problem. Yeah, yeah he's uh, the guy that. That was a weird story. Well, that's a really weird story because he gave an interview. Uh, apparently, he's uh, upset, and we find out that his offices were raided by Trump
0: thugs. But, but you know, not by law enforcement agencies no. with uh, court, you know, approved search warrants. By this was Ke- cool. what's his name, Schiller, Gordon Liddy, and E. Howard Hunt types. <laughs> you know. I think it's the Schiller guy, right? The, yeah.
1: Trump's personal bodyguard. Personal bar- bodyguard. This, Of course, the documents were actually stolen in the raid over a year ago, but uh, Bornstein is suddenly starting to talk about it. This, of course, emerged when it turned out that Donald Trump filled out his own physical, uh, claiming that uh,
0: uh, Mr. Trump is an excellent physical health. Could be, could be the healthiest person ever to be the president according to uh, that very hyperbolic uh, assessment, self-assessment of uh, of well-being.
1: And then, of course, sure. you have to love the, the concluding components of this story by uh, Katie Rogers and Lawrence Altman, M.D., from the 2nd of May. Bornstein asserts he has all his hair, Dr. Bornstein, who also takes the drug. He also... <clears throat> Uh, slipped in a boast about his own shoulder-length coif. I have all my hair, quote-unquote. Then, among the other claims he made to NBC about the confrontation in his office, Dr. B- Bornstein said that Mr. Schiller and Mr. Garten instructed him to remove a photo of Dr. Trump, Mr. Trump from the wall as he uh, lopsided... News media tour continued, Dr. Bornstein also fielded a brief call from CBS. Gotta love this. Sweetheart, this is Watergate. Goodbye. (laughs) Indeed, we have slush funds with hush money. This is like the Mexican bank accounts of Richard Nixon. The infamous milk fund that Maurice Stans used to uh,
0: borrow a little cash from. I think we could get that. Money coming in, not all of it accounted for. Michael, don't call me
1: B.B. Rebozo. His problems continue to explode uh, while Donald Trump's hair continues to grow. And, of course, this is going to be a very bad hair summit in Singapore (laughs) with Kim Jong-un
0: and the Donald Trump. I thought they should have stuck with the idea of having it in the DMZ, and you could get like uh, Backstreet Boys or something to uh, perform. Yeah, uh, you know, in along the barbed wire line, the bad t- make a real spectacle out of it—a uh, total entertainment package for the true believers.
1: The true believers. We'd like to remind you that you are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. We'd also like to thank Andrew this evening for engineering. I actually partied with Andrew the other night, <laughs> down for a fundraiser down at, uh, on First Street, uh, with the, uh, an assemblage of the MacPods, uh, crew and other, uh, jazz musicians. Quite a horn, uh, concert we heard that night on Saturday. The other thing that's very interesting about this Iran development, of course, is that, uh, the foreign minister of Iran who negotiated the original, uh, modus vivendi, um, has been making the rounds the uh, last couple of days, going to speak to Putin. Uh, I think he's already possibly visited Xi Jinping, and he's talking to the Europeans. Now, the last time just want to remind people of our history lesson here—the last time that Germany, France, and Great Britain were sort of on the other side of America on a major international issue was the Vietnam War. Um, It's well established that the leaders of West Germany, uh, which was what it was called at the time, France and Great Britain, were constantly counseling the United States to get out of Vietnam. So what Trump has accomplished in this sort of haphazard foreign policy that's You know, I I think that it's fair enough to say that Bolton and Pompeo are running the show. And Netanyahu. And Netanyahu and Giuliani, when needed, (laughs) he can come in and make some inflammatory
0: statements. Jared is there to put an official smiley face on it. And anybody that goes after Ivanka, I'm
1: coming after them.
0: You know, okay. (laughs) He looks like an
1: angry beaver, (laughs) Giuliani. I'm amazed he still has a job, but uh, he'll get his facts straight. Oh, wait, that was a quote from Donald Trump. Remarkable. This
0: was when they couldn't keep their stories. As far as I'm concerned, uh, Giuliani should show up on Hannity's show every night and just hold forth and just let's just watch and see it all come slopping out.